The Study Celta Podcast. Inside the English teaching industry, outside the classroom. Eleven years ago, Lindsay Heron left her home in the US and arrived in South Korea with an unusual idea in mind. My plan was to go to Korea, master the language, learn all about the culture, go back to the United States, get a doctorate, and then become the foremost North American expert on Korean cinema. Just like it was for Lindsay, for many people, their first exposure to Korean culture that really hooks them in comes in the form of pop culture. Think those K-pop stars, amazingly picture-perfect women dancing super-synchronized routines, and those really pretty boy bands with impeccably coiffed hair. Or, in the case of one-hit wonder Sai, portly middle-aged men dancing like jockeys, singing Gangnam Style. You get the idea. Well, a decade later, Lindsay Heron's plan has taken a different turn. She's still a Korean cinema enthusiast, but she's also still in Korea. Somehow, going back to the States didn't work out. Why? She fell in love with teaching. I walked into my first classroom uh, where I was teaching on a Fulbright grant. Uh, they put me at a boys' high school in Jeju Island, which is just off the south coast. And as soon as I walked into that classroom, I just fell in love. And I've been here ever since. Korea's like that. It sucks people in with that first taste of pop culture and holds them there with its gorgeous mountainous landscapes, fascinating history, and a deep-rooted love of soju and spicy foods. Lindsay is now not only an experienced English teacher, but she's also the president of Ko Sol, Korea Teachers of English to Speakers of Other Languages, which is a volunteer group set up to provide conferences and professional development workshops all across the country. South Korea's capital, Seoul, is one of the world's densest cities and it's the kind of place where you can see ancient palaces side by side with towering skyscrapers. It's got a really cool mix of cosmopolitan and traditional. So you can go to a traditional, gorgeous, historic palace and learn all about the history of Korea there. Or you could go down to the Hongdae University area and see a new indie rock band. You could go to Norebang, which is a kind of private room karaoke. You could eat bingsu, the shaved ice, or go to a DVD bang where you can choose a DVD and they'll screen it for you in a private room. Basically, Teachers coming to Korea for the first time can expect a total head-first cultural immersion, right down to cultural norms followed at their school. It's really rude to just, you know, hand something to somebody with one hand. You have to use two to show them respect. In many schools, teachers are expected to leave their shoes at the door, wearing only a special pair of indoor slippers. They have to respect the social hierarchy, greeting their principal, vice-principal and peers formally, and they have to know their place in the pecking order, especially when it comes to drinking. Ooh, no one 
if you like drinking, it's fantastic because most schools go out at least once a month. All the teachers get together and they go have dinner together, and、uh, they drink soju there or beer,、uh, and then they go to second round icha where they might drink some more, and then maybe they go to samcha、uh, third round where they might drink some more. And in the drinking culture, it's it's really fascinating because、uh, as a new teacher at the school, you'll probably be kind of low on the hierarchy. So it's very polite for you to be pouring for everybody and offer again with two hands,、uh, pour them soju, keep their glasses filled, and、uh, make sure, of course, that you go to the principal and vice principal first. Once again, it's that mixture of old and new, traditional social custom, blended with bopping inner city bars, soju with beer, and if you're an expat teacher, it's never hard to find somewhere to fit in between. Heron is now based in the city of Guangzhou, which is on the southwestern tip of the peninsula. Here, like in many other major and regional Korean cities, she says that the expat community is alive and thriving. We've got a really vibrant expat community and a very active expat community.、Um, it's all very supportive. We always have people volunteering for different projects and then recruiting other expat volunteers via Facebook. Unless you're in a very rural area, you'll probably be able to find a very thriving expat community with a lot of cohesion. Whatever you're interested in doing, you can probably find someone else who's interested in doing it. Definitely find a home here. Let's look at a bit of the nitty-gritty stuff now. The stuff that we all want to know: How much can I make in Korea? What benefits do I get thrown in? And is it a good place to start my career? Well, South Korea is known for its consistent English teaching job market, and positions are divided between private academies, known as hagwons, to public primary and secondary schools, to large universities. It's not hard for a teacher equipped with a university degree and a salter to pack their things up, arrive on Seoul's doorstep, and find work. But keep in mind that the E2 visa process, which is the visa most of you will be applying for, can sometimes be quite arduous, though not impossible. Salaries range from 1.8 million won, which is about 1,400 euros, to 3 million won, about 2,400 euros a month. So it's the kind of place teachers can go and actually save. Then there's the lower cost of living, except according to Heron, when it comes to buying cheese and butter. Essentially, English teachers can live very, very comfortably. Plus, the working benefits aren't all that bad either. They either provide accommodation or、uh, you can get that stipend. They'll also pay into the medical insurance and pension plans. Usually,、um, some schools offer a settlement allowance, maybe about three hundred dollars to get you moved in.、Uh, some schools offer contract renewal bonuses, and I think most offer a plane ticket home after you complete the contract and don't renew. If you're at a university, you might have about two months of vacation—one in the summer and one in the winter—but that really depends on your university's schedule.、Um, I know some people who get four months of vacation a year who teach at universities. 
There are also a lot of teaching programs that'll help you with a visa and a job before you even arrive. One of the biggest programs out there is EPIC with a K, which stands for English Program in Korea. It's a Ministry of Education affiliated organization that's been bridging the gap between teachers and teaching since 1995. These days, they send over 1,500 teachers a year to public schools across the country. Now, it used to be good enough to hold a bachelor's degree and a nationality from one of the seven countries that the Korean government deems to be native English speaking to get onto the program. However, they've made a lot of changes in the past few years to try to improve the quality of their teachers. Applicants who don't already have a degree in education will need a 100 hour plus English teaching certificate, such as the CELTA, if they want to do the program. Already, in cities like Busan, the requirements are a little stricter. Teachers will need at least half of their course to be in class. It really does help to have a certification, both in terms of salary. You can actually get a salary bump at many places uh, if you have a TEFL certification, but it really helps in the classroom. You know, it can make you a more confident teacher. It'll help you actually become a, a better teacher, a more effective teacher. And what I like to tell people is, you know, I have a master's degree in language education now, and that master's taught me how to think about teaching, but the CELTA taught me how to teach. <laughs>